This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Company. I got to tell you, our friends from the Tripping on Air podcast are getting into the holiday spirit. They're giving away a ton of prizes, folks, as part of the 2022 MS Holiday Gift Guide. Go to ami.ca slash TOA contest to review the list of prizes and enter for your chance to win. The contest closes December 1st at 11.59 p.m. ET. So hurry, please. Also, folks, keep in mind one set of entries per day into the contest. Winners will be contacted via email and listed on the Tripping On Air Instagram page. So please keep up with it and get yourself entered into the contest. Kelly McDonald here with Romeo Movin. It's a month where we have a couple of fifth days of the week or of the month, you know, like fifth Tuesday, fifth Wednesday, that kind of thing. Weeks. Yeah, which is why um, we want to remind people that you still have another week to read your book. (laughs) <laughs> the diamond eye. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still going on fifth day, fifth oh, fifth week. What? Fifth how do you say? Day this? of the month. Yeah, I know. How yeah. do you really fifth relay week. this it's message? Just... But anyway, yeah, yeah, fifth week of the month, and the last Tuesday of the month is when we have our book club, and that's why you have another week. It, today extended. is not it. Yeah, extended. It feels good. Uh, however, on the fourth Tuesday, no matter if there's book club or not, we still have our parenting chat with Lucia Balafonte. So hello, Lucia, you are here. Hello, nice to be here. (laughs) Nice to have you here. And I'm curious to know, because we are talking a lot of holiday stuff, what we have going for us today for topic. I know more holiday stuff, Mm -hmm. but hopefully this will help parents and kids feel the joy and the supposed peace of the holiday. Um, Okay. That, so that's a segment. I mean, we all know it, it can be a really busy time of the year. And so I thought if we keep things in perspective, um, it will hopefully help everyone to feel less stressed. And in particular, today we'll focus on approaching the holidays from a child's point of view, um, specifically a child with a disability. Sometimes with all the stress, the things that go on, or just life, you sort of Mm -hmm. sometimes forget that, I'm sure. And, you know, there's so many other things, and you you got to always remember, oh, the holidays, there's so many challenging things to do (laughs) that you really do need to stop and take that, um, take a break. Uh, Let's start with what parents can do to make holidays a happy one for them and their children. Okay, so I thought, what if we think about what's happening differently around the holidays? And then how those changes could possibly impact your child in a way that's not, you know, um, making them feel calm, relaxed, and happy. And so we said that season brings lots of changes with it, both at home, outside when you're in the mall, when you're visiting friends and families. It's busier, it's louder, it's crowded, and honestly, it can get a little smellier, right? There's so many aromas and scents going on, and that can cause some anxiety. So if we think about those changes and how they could possibly impact a child, and then we can plan effectively, and I really feel that then that will cause less um, stress 
for both parents and children. And it's, you know, I'll start with one of the first things we've mentioned, um, I've mentioned, it's so easy to get really busy and excited about the festivities, but it's so important that we still maintain a routine because we know routines help children to feel safe and secure, and it helps them to be able to predict what's happening next. And also, when we are keeping with our routines, it helps us as adults be more organized, and that generally helps us feel a lot calmer and more in control, too. So that's a good one. Stick well, with routines I, I, as much. On routine, I know for me, Lucia, I've always, I've been that person ever since I was a child who kind of liked that routine, even the routine from Christmas to Christmas, that for whatever reason or in whatever way I developed (laughs) in my head as to how things should be, especially when I came home from being at the blind school all the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. Now I had the time to be at home. I had time to do the things that while I was at the blind school, I wish I was home, I could do this. Then you throw in Christmas, that time, and all the things that I want to do that I need is normacy. And then along comes mom. Well, we're going to be going here. We've got to, oh, no. We've got to go to the mall. We've got, oh, no. Um, So I understand what you're saying very much so because I'm that creature of habit. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, as much as possible, we can stick to our routines and then involve our children, like you said, about going out. There's a way that maybe, you know, one parent goes out, one parent is home with a child. Or if it's just a one-parent home, then maybe, you know, you can swap with friends and you can take turns. And so the, you're doing, as the adult, what you need to do, but we're also keeping our children happy and calm and safe, right? Yeah. I, I know. We have to get creative sometimes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. along with that... Uh, being busy. I also think noise can really be a factor. Honestly, confession for me, noise is a big one. I get, I, I don't like it when it's too noisy. Um, but I know that for children in particular, I think of my son when he was young and it was really challenging for him to be in areas or places where it was noisy. And so, you know, to offset that as a parent, if you are going somewhere where it's going to be a lot noisier, One, you can explain if you're going to the mall why all of a sudden there's all this Christmas music and it's so loud and it's busier. Have that talk and that's okay. And the other thing is if you're going somewhere um, for a visit, like maybe to a party, uh, like a work party or a friend's house where there's going to be a lot of people and a lot of noise, you know, talk about it ahead of time. And, and talk about what you can do if it becomes too much for your child. And simply say to them, you know what, if you're kind of feeling that this is too much, let me know. And we'll go take a quiet little walk together or just go into another room together alone. I think that's important. So that way your child knows that this is what's going to be expected or what they can expect. Sorry. And then there's a way to you know, remove ourselves from that if it becomes too much and we can have some quiet time. Yep. A little quiet time, I find, goes a long way. Um, And as you mentioned, for adults and kids. So that that preparation and option is super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about... Sorry, go, Ramia. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you about the, the... other challenge that for kids and for all of us who might be a little bit more concerned about what we're eating, the food over the holidays, whether it be at home or at other people's homes, um, you might be 
opted into trying a lot of new things when it comes to food. Right. Absolutely. And so we always want to be respectful, both when we're having people in our home and when we're going elsewhere. Um, But again, you know, if we think of trying to maintain a routine and so maybe not having too many things that are different, both for ourselves and children, I think that will be helpful and it'll help keep us feeling um, optimally healthy. So we're not having too many sweets, too many things that are new and different and maybe upsetting to our digestive system because you just don't know. But one of the things I like to remind parents, especially if they're going out somewhere, is remember that. You know, although someone might say dinner is at six, the dinner might actually turn out to be at seven. And so it's a great idea to, um, you know, prepare for that ahead of time by either feeding your child something at home before you're going out or maybe doing a combination of these two things, which is feeding them a bit at home and then also bringing along some really healthy snacks that are clean and easy to eat. Um, Vegetables are great. Cut up fruit is great if that's at all possible. And then that way, if dinner is delayed, your child has something to eat and they're not getting cranky. And when children are not cranky, parents and adults are not cranky. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a big deal in that sense. And I think more people understand that people can get that hangry thing and you want things to eat. I know for myself, I I always got anxiety, especially going to someone's house. Will there be food that I can eat? Not so much will I like it, but will I make a mess? Ah, that's a good one. You know what? Yes. And so that's another thing. I think so depending on I, uh, on how close you are with the people that you're visiting, you might even, you know, I would go as far as the parent to, to have a conversation and find out what foods will be served. And if there are some foods that are new to your child, why not prepare them ahead of time at home and have a trial sit down, you know, I'm going to put this in air quotes, fancy dinner with your child at home so that then they have the opportunity to eat and explore that situation with those foods and feel a little bit more comfortable when they're going to be somewhere else eating it. And hopefully that will, um, oh, I can't think of the word, um, dissuade that feeling of, like you said, Kelly, you know, you're making a mess. Then you know that, oh, I can do this. I'm not going to make a mess with this new food. Exactly. Uh, it, it's, it would give me <laughs> the biggest anxiety, and you don't want to, and again, I know people will hear their kids say, well, what do I don't like it? Or what do, what do I, and you know, last thing you want mm-hmm. your kid to do is, oh, I don't eat that. Can we move on to yeah. changes of smell and furniture? Ah. Uh, So, I mean, around the holidays, lots of people like to have, like, scented things going on, like potpourri, potpourri, sorry, or um, scented candles lit. And really, I'd, I'd like to suggest that maybe we keep things natural. So instead of um, artificial scents, we can have um, scents like cinnamon sticks simmering on a stove instead, Um, Because a lot of people have uh, allergic reactions or adverse reactions to artificial scents, and it might make them uh, make it more difficult for them to breathe. And so natural scents tend to be a little bit easier to deal with as well. I'd like to suggest, wouldn't it be fun to bake a cake or an apple pie that has lots of cinnamon together with your child? And as it's baking in the oven, that beautiful aroma is wafting through your home. 
to me, that's way better than a fake candle. Especially <laughs> cinnamon. <laughs> Cinnamon and apples sounds so good. Yep, that sounds really, yeah. really great. And how about this? I think may seem like a uh, a dismissive point for some of us, but I think it's really important. Um, you, we might consider our kids to be, you know, whiny or complaining about everything and anything mm-hmm. during the holidays, but it's important to listen to that, right, Lucia? Because there's a lot of merit to why kids are feeling uncomfortable and and how you can make everybody's days better. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that is really important. So, um, you know, if your child is, is repeatedly saying something, you might be busy, like you said, or you might have a million and what, uh, one other things on your mind. But it is really important to listen to those complaints. Um, in particular, you know, also then how are they feeling and, and, and maybe explore that, especially if it's something that's being repeated by your child. Yeah. And, um, you know, Kelly said smells and furniture, and I'm going to say this is another big one, uh, a complaint that sometimes, you know, a child will outwardly complain about. I know when I was teaching, my students were to often come out and, and say, Miss, I hate when the teacher moves the furniture around. Yep. But, you know, around the holidays, right, because we want to decorate and put more things up or we're having a lot of people over, everything gets shifted. And I think if we really can, it would be great to leave things as they are. But if we must change them, um, depending on the age of your child, why not involve your child first in those changes? Talk about them, have them help you. I mean, they're not going to physically move the sofa. But, you know, if they're along with you as things are changing, perhaps that'll help them to feel a little bit more in control. And then I'd really like to suggest that if things are changed, you know, there might be an adult in the home who has a mobility issue or is um, blind. And those changes, whether it's the adult or the child, can be troublesome. So how about before the house is full with lots of people, go over those changes with either the child or the adult mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of acclimate to those changes. And then, of course, remind everyone that they're temporary and things will go back to normal. Really important. And then talk about that, too. Don't let your child, like, think that that chair that was moved is still there, but you've moved it. You know, make sure you make a point of saying things are back to normal. Let's take a quick walk around the living room, yep. for example. And it's something as simple and as, uh, like, normal for the holidays as putting up a Christmas tree all all of a sudden there's a Christmas tree in the corner that wasn't there for you know 10 months out of the year uh, and you're always bringing into it Lucia that's it for us today thank you so much for bringing these inclusion tips to the table you are so welcome wishing you all a wonderful holiday (laughs) thank you Lucia Belafonte joining us for our parenting segment on the fourth Tuesday of every month We're going to chat with uh, Dan Kershaw, Executive Director of Furniture Bank, to learn about the scale and prevalence of furniture poverty next and how Furniture Bank wants to help. He'll be with us in just a couple of moments. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.